lots of stuff. We have this, we have this rule to this day, which is basically opposite Acton Library. There used to be this corner shop. And this corner shop used to sell uh, baguette sandwiches for a pound. <laughs> yeah, you know the ones that, bro, you could grab a SIM card and a cheese baguette. Yeah, everything, everything, isn't it? That was like a hood gem, yeah? So we used to have this rule. We used to, and to this day, bro, we have this rule that if we're linking up in the library at 9 a.m. and you're not there by 9 a.m., you owe me a cheese baguette. Yeah, so now even to this day, bro, he'll message me. Like today, he messaged me and said, yo, library, 9 a.m., owe me a cheese baguette. But this, this shop closed down. But whilst it was not known, it holds that value of like, bro, we need to grind. We need to get where we're going to. Don't be late, innit? Suleiman, Sir the Dean. Oh, now I'm Milad. Bro, Milad just started a new tradition. Um, how's your week, bro? How was my week? My week was very, uh, I would say, calm, steady, um, somewhat peaceful. Um, do you know what? Yeah, it's weird because I will, it's like there are moments of the week where I feel like we're more turbulent than other moments of the week. But all in all, I think it's at this point in time, I feel quite calm. And I think that's why I'm projecting on the rest of the week. <laughs> um, but one of the highlights of my week was going to watch Batman. I went to go watch Batman a couple of days Bro, ago. I feel like you watch every new movie. <laughs> but the thing is, what that makes it interesting is I went on my ones. Okay. Because uh, I've been saying to my guy, a couple of my friends, they do a lot of things by themselves. They'll be solo traveling. Mm. They'll go to the cinemas by themselves. They'll go to even go to a restaurant by themselves. And they say like, the experience is very different compared mm. to when you go with friends. Um, and I wanted to just see what it was like. Mm. And would I go again by myself? I'm not sure is my answer. Mm. Because even though I did enjoy it and I was able to sit down and like appreciate the film for what it was, mm. for me, going to the cinema is more of a social experience. And I, I think I enjoy more leaving the cinema with someone and like having that immediate reflection session with them afterwards. Mm. And I felt like that was missing from the experience. Do you know what I mean? But I would, I would caveat that with the point that it's important to go with the right people. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I would rather go by myself than go with the wrong people, but I would rather go with the right people than go by myself. I think that's kind of my current position. Um, mm. But yeah, man, how was you? How was your week, bro? What made your week peaceful? Other than... <laughs> I would say... I had some interesting conversations with people. One of our close friends, mutual friends, who listens to this podcast, I'm going to name drop him, Aditya, shouted me and I had lunch with him and one of his friends. And he's very, um, very interesting person. That he's, he's a great conversationalist. He, he's able to kind of keep a conversation going and keep it energetic. And he, he, one thing I love about him is that he actually takes questions seriously and he gives comprehensive answers to your questions as well. So like, he's not someone to just give a one word response. Mm. He'll, say, he'll say what he thinks fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just enjoy those types of social interactions um, a lot. So yeah. people, one thing, those types of interactions. One thing I learned from Adi is is like the ability to make time for people is like a skill and an art. Mm. So like even though he's very busy, he'll make sure to not only make time for you or like put something in the diary, but he'll 
bring together all his friends that he might think will, will be interesting to sort of bring this together in the same space. And I just love that about him. He's like, yeah, you should meet so-and-so. I think you lot will get along. <laughs> and then one thing, <laughs> I hope you don't mind me saying this here, but one time he was like, you should meet so-and-so. You lot are complete opposites. Like, that's how he <laughs> set up, innit? I was like, bro, that, there's bare assumptions, innit? <laughs> in there, but all right, cool. I love them. <laughs> but I was like, all right, cool. Um, so yeah, man, big up, Addy. Big up. Yeah. Um, bro, following on from the last response, which was, before going to William Morris, yeah, I feel like William Morris is going to be a, a motif of today's conversation, <laughs> isn't it? Um, um, myself, Milad, Soleiman all went back to William Morris um, to do the self-development day. And it was cool, like, apart from, like, how the students found it, which is we went to just go and speak to um, students about university choices, like, decisions, next steps, basically, and based on our own experiences and there was loads of different experiences in the room which was quite cool it was nice for me just to be back in that building i remember after we wrapped up and everyone spoke i i wasn't in the picture at the end because i was just for the first time you know i've been to william morris bare times but i've never actually intentionally gone up and spoke like reconnected with my teachers and had conversations kind of looking for them every time and i don't know why it's just like if i happen to bump into you i'll have a conversation otherwise i'll just slide out and and go on get on with the rest of my day went to the library i spoke to all the librarians you know mark's still yeah. there and, um all of the librarians are still there um harold and uh yeah it was it was cool to chat to them i spoke to them for a while um and just seeing how like the libraries it's pretty much the same but then there's like little things that have changed and like retracing my steps in that way and then i went to see my history teacher um i bumped into my ex form tutor so they might saw him um and that was cool man just to retrace my retrace my steps and um, we've spoken about this before, but like being able to sort of compare where your head was at when you were in a certain physical space and where it's at now in that same physical space. And I feel like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about being in that same physical space that allows you to do that comparison a bit more vividly. It's just, I suppose, like when you see the locker rooms and the library and then the canteen, it just conjures up, conjures up all of these memories. Um, I rem I'll never forget in first year Morris year, we locked off the canteen for my birthday. It was so <laughs> lit. <laughs> but I don't even know, like, someone got a, someone got me, someone got a cake. I ended up, like, handing out cake to other people that were just having their food in the canteen and things like that. So things like that I'll just never forget. So, yeah, man, it was nice to, to walk back. And apparently um, the feedback, I don't know what it's saying, but, yeah, that was on my end of things. It was cool, innit? How did you find him, like, today? Like, um, going to William Morris, like, Um... I think there's like what Hazim was saying. There's two aspects of it. One was like literally just walking through the gates, and I, it, subconsciously I done that comparison, which was looking back at. Uh, but I think the comparison I done was different. My comparison was that when I was at Morris, everything was very future. Where did I want to go? What are my next like three to five years going to look like? Um, and then now that I now that those like three four years have passed, I can be like okay, I thought this was going to happen, this didn't happen, that kind mm. of stuff. Even like, whilst I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm looking at a bench that I sat down and I remember the conversation I had, it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do this, this, this. Mm. And then that happened or it didn't happen. Um, so I think from that aspect and from the aspect of speaking to the students, uh, I, I related to them a lot. Like I felt like those were, could have been my classmates because I just found that there were, because coming from a school like William Morris where you don't have those opportunities where people to speak to you and give you advice, um, I found that they were hungry and they were they were driven and it did make me happy to know that there are, there's like a future generation that's passionate to go into those steps and go into the careers and go into apprenticeships and degrees. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it was a very kind of like fulfilling day on both sides.
100%. How was your week, bro? Um, it was a diff- It's a, been a difficult week, mm. but because basically right now I'm in the thick of uni and like submissions and assignments and stuff, it's very, I'm planning hour by hour. Um, and that's something I was speaking to a friend recently, um, and we we're just talking about how in certain situations we put kind of like, we put education over a lot of things. Um, so we were having a conversation about kind of like if you became ill, the, th- the first thing we think about is, oh, I need to fill out mitigating circumstances. I need to like, I got this essay due. I'm not going to be able to do it and that kind of stuff. It's like, why? Why do we put something as important as health over a deadline, which is like looming over every single day and you're counting minute by minute. So I'm currently in that phase of trying to break out of that situation where I'm planning hour by hour, but at the same time, get my work done. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's currently a week where I'm having a battle with myself of trying to figure out how to get this work done, how to still maintain the highest grades and go where I'm going, but at the same time not jeopardize me as a human being. Mm. It reminds me of something my friend said who went on to the world of work, and I remember they were giving me this advice at uni. They said, the way you work once you leave uni doesn't change when you hit your job. So you might mm. think like, we always think like miraculous things happen when we reach different stages of our lives, but really we're the same person, like yeah. the day is just different. And so it's like whatever skills or like methodologies you have in terms of approaching work, it's not going to change because you're in a different space. So it's like really important to think and be very intentional about like how we map out what we want to do or how we want to spend our time. So that that's what it makes me think about. Yeah, man. I think time is an interesting one. <clears throat> Recently, I've been doing the hour by hour technique. Mm. And I think it's, it, was, it was productive for a period of time, but for me personally, it wasn't sustainable, innit? So what I've, kind of le- what I've moved on to recently is to just have like three main priorities for the day, or like three tasks. And if I complete these three tasks, I'm happy. And throughout the day, whenever, I'll just make time for it basically, and I'll mold the day to kind of achieve any of those three tasks. And like if I get one, two, or three done in a day, then it's a, it's a good day, innit? Um, but I think, yeah, I think university, like, like the dean mm. said, is, is a good training ground for all of that. I just remembered, it was, this was in Morris, yeah. Me and my boy were doing maths A level, yeah. This is a traumatic, this is a traumatic <laughs> subject. So I'm gonna skirt off it as soon as I'm done with this anecdote. But basically, there was 140 pages in the GCP maths textbook, A level textbook, yeah. So I was like, yo, look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do 10 pages a day in 14 days. We're gonna clock maths A level. <laughs> like that's it, done, isn't it? <laughs> Bro, it was a car crash, bro. You know, like, 10 pages, bro. It literally takes a week. Like, yeah. you can't, yeah. But anyway, let's quickly cut off that. Bro, I remember I walked into the, b- to the, b- to the library of William Morris. And I saw my friend, and I was like, well, he looked really agitated, didn't he? I was like, I walked up, so I was like, well, you're right, yeah? He's like, I read this. He's like, I read this study that if you read one line 14 times, it stays in your head. <laughs> <laughs> he was reading every line 14 times in the textbook, bro. <laughs> I hear that. Big up you, bro. Yeah, funny times, man. He's one of those people that every time you bump into him, he's got like a new theory or like a new strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, nah, that, I, mean, I love to have conversations with them, innit? I love to have, Yeah, they're on something new every single week. They're on... Yeah. How has... When you, when you did that comparison when we went to William Morris, how has the, the person from... Morris to the person in front of us now been different or what was your like conclusions of the reflection? 
or like, you know I've been thinking about this a lot since that day and it's just one word that comes up to my head is the word linear and that basically when I was at Morris and all my boys can attest to this was just basically this idea that success is linear it's a li it's a straight line boom finish A levels get the highest grades uni get the highest grades work best firm do you get me and like like you can ask my boys, I was like 16 telling people I want to be a managed partner, manager partner in a firm. Like, and I, I was recalling the steps basically every single day. Um, and then as soon as I left William Morris, I realized that like success is not linear. It's up, down, left, right. Like one day you could be on the, yeah, we we're just saying this, one day you could be on the highest of days, the next day you're taking two steps back to achieve whatever you want to achieve. Um, I think looking back, I always thought that, yeah, it's going to be very, very chronological, very, I want to achieve this, this, this. Um, yeah, very linear, and then I realized no. Some some days you have to, yeah, you have to take two steps back to take a big leap forward. Um, so I think that was the the, the biggest um, the biggest thing. And I think another uh, another like conversation that I used to have a lot with just me and my boys. You know how it is. You're chilling in the canteen, chilling in the library with your. Is that um, is that this idea that where we come from, and like the 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 streets we walk, the conversations we have on a daily basis limit us and that because we're from this specific area or this specific school it's there's a ceiling like we can't there's a there's a such a big area and like wherever you want to get to that's unattainable not even because of academic success not even because of who you are as a person nothing like that it's just we're here and they're there we just can't cross that barrier um and then now that i walked into morris and i like i've seen i want to see the other side of the barrier and i've seen who's there and stuff like that it's i realized that now nah, it's just it's a how we learned that, I have no clue. Like, I've been trying to think about how do, how do like, me, you, like, when we, were, we went to the same school, we didn't bump into each other, but somehow we have the same idea that's internalized. Like, how, why does that happen? Um, so just trying to reflect on that was just a big thing. So I think those two aspects were, were major. Where, where, did, where did that aspiration of becoming managing partner come from when you were like 16 like where talk me through the the origin story of that um so to to be fair to be to be honest with you so there's one of one of my close one of my very close friends um he's currently studying like medicine at kings as well um and i, I don't like I, I honestly i think the conversation just came up about was like first like i have to understand like where does law come from before getting to the managing partner was that um he was just like, oh, you know what? Heard about this thing being a lawyer. Yeah, I think that's you. Yeah, me. I'm like, bro, what's Wait, this that? Is before, this is before Kings. This is, bro, I'm in, I'm in like acting high. Like, oh, we're like okay. 16. I think we're chilling <laughs> in physics. And, he's, and I'm like, bro, bro, what's that? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, come on, man. Like, everyone knows what a lawyer is. I'm like, bro, like, yeah, we know what it is. You know but people say that? They don't know it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Everyone well, knows. Like, oh, like, well, bro, you know what a lawyer is? And we sat there. I said, bro, like, we don't know. <laughs> like, we actually don't know. Anyways, I'll never forget this. Was like I don't know how we were just chilling in a canteen, and um, he we got he got, he pulled up this application to go do like an insight day at uh, a law firm, Mishkan Dorea, which is in, like in in Holborn. Um, and bear in mind, my man knows he wants to go into medicine, but we're rolling both of us. Do you get me? So I sat in that um, in in like in their offices, and they were kind of explaining to me the structure of a of like a corporate law firm. Bro, tell me what it was like when you walked into that firm for the first time. Oh, my head was gone. My <laughs> head was... Do you remember the journey? Do you remember yeah. in, seeing the people at the front? My like? head was gone, bro. <laughs> my head was gone. Like, I remember walking through the door and the person who's like, 
we've gone to obviously like we've, you, you just walk to the first person you see i'm like yeah i'm here for this 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 they're like okay cool i'm gonna take you I'm like, bro, you're gonna take me <laughs> I'm like you're gonna take bro like who am i in it anyways she's like she's giving me a tour and she was the reception she's giving me a tour she's like oh yeah this is our client reception this is our client space bro the word client spun me i'm like bro, that's such a sick word i don't even know what it means but it's a sick word and she's like okay these are these offices these are these i'm like bro this is such a I don't know why, but I could feel the environment. Do you get me? I could feel the environment. I could feel like, I could feel every stuff was moving, but I couldn't <laughs> see it. Like literally, like I could, do you get me? Like I could, I could feel movement, but I don't know what the movement is. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, this is such a sick environment. Um, so yeah, and then I just sat down in that room, me and him, me and my boy, and we're just, bro, we were just observing what was going on. We have no clue what's going on. We don't know where we are, what we're doing here. Um, like yeah, it was it was such a such a sick thing, and then. Going back to the managing partner thing was that me and him and just all of our like all me and my friends we just kind of cultivated this culture not even knowing of like aspiration that we want to get to the top i don't know of what but we want to get to the top and that's when i first heard managing partner and i was like you know what if i'm going to enter this space of law i don't even know corporate law i want to enter the space of being a lawyer that's where i want to get to and then it just stuck with me since then Tell us about this friend of yours. Oh yeah, name drop him. That's my boy Sammy. He's currently studying medicine at King's. Um, so he studied with me from yeah from year seven to year eleven in Acton High. Went to a different sixth form. Um, studied like the sciences, maths, and stuff like that. That's my guy, Wizkid, isn't it? Wizkid. <laughs> he he. Me and him. Me and him went through a lot of struggles together. A lot of late night library sessions. A lot of um, yeah. A lot of w something that something that I call library hopping which is essentially jumping from library to library when they close um, and deciding what library to go to, when to study what. Um, yeah, so I remember a very, very specific situation was triple science. We used to be AQA and you had like P1, P2, P3 of all the physics. And I remember, um, so he had to, so we were like in class, we were studying P2, which was the double. We had yet to get to P3, but he had to study P3 because he had an interview for a sixth form. So he was ahead. Anyway, so one, I remember one time we were having a conversation in a class and then the, the science teacher walked past and he's like, bro, what? Like, to me, he's like, why are you speaking about that? Like, you're not going to get there. Do you get me? Like, physics is your thing. Basically, you're going to flop it, innit? So I looked at him. I said, you know what? This is grind mode. Yeah, we looked at each other, bro. I said, listen, you're going to, like, we're going to learn this together. I skipped everything. Yeah, and I remember I grabbed the, grabbed the CGP textbook. We studied it together, yeah? I was like, you know what, bro? I learned the book. This is not enough. And my older brother was studying A-level physics at the time. I walked in, grabbed his book. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn the first. Because always, I always knew that the first beginning chapters are always revision of what you learn in GCSE. Grabbed his book, started learning from that. Um, and then me and him were like, bro, like, that's it. We're grinding this one out. I don't know why we just bonded over that specific, uh, specific thing. Um, so yeah, and then that, that grind, even though he was pursuing medicine, I was pursuing law, even to this day. Like, um, yeah, we're, we're on it together. And bro, even the simplest of stuff, we have this... We have this rule to this day, which is basically opposite Acton Library. There used to be this corner shop, and this corner shop used to sell uh, baguette sandwiches for a pound. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know the ones oh, that. Bro, you could grab a SIM card and a cheese baguette. Yeah, everything, everything, innit? That was like a hood gem, yeah? <laughs> so we used to have this rule. We used to, and to this day, bro, we have this rule that if we're linking up in the library at 9 a.m. and you're not there by 9 a.m., you owe me a cheese baguette. Yeah? So now, even to this day, bro, he'll message me. Like today, he messaged me and said, Yo, library, 9 a.m., owe me a cheese baguette. But this, this shop closed down, but whilst of us not knowing, it holds that value of like, bro, we need to grind, we need to get where we're going to, don't be late, innit? Um, 
so yeah we yeah we went through a lot together and then there's just yeah there's a lot of a lot of like brother brotherhoods through through this journey so we were like a group of like four or five of us sammy went on to a different school where like me and my other boys we went to william morris so even though we're in different schools where we still had that brotherhood and then yeah the william morris brotherhoods are, 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 that one's a that one's a that one's a deep one and we went through a lot together with them man Chat to us about that brotherhood. Chat to us about that brotherhood. Um, yeah, so there's basically three three main guys. I'm going to name drop them because they deserve this one, yeah? Which is one of my boys, Jabro, currently doing his MN Jack Queen Mary. Um, he's like, bro, I've known this guy since I was a little kid. Like, we, we basically went to, like, from year one together to this day. We're just, like, but I consider him family. Then I have another, Tarek and CJ. Um, and, bro, basically, these these were the people that link up with them 9 a.m leave 4 p.m yeah every single day that was an as um and those were the people was like bro if i'm walking into the basically i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't be where i am today without them because there's been certain days where i'm like bro this is like i can't do this like i, I like i genuinely can't do this and like bro if anyone's gonna do it it's you like those kind of conversations were 16 17 when i think about it there was such m like mature conversations that when he's saying that, we're just laughing and we're thinking, oh yeah, this guy's moving soft or whatever. But nah, like, bro, they actually meant a lot and I can only realise that till now. Um, and then basically, when we were in A2, we used to do this thing where we used to leave. So if we used to link up in the library, and if you know William Morris Library, bro, it's an after-school club, isn't it? Like, you're, just, you're not studying there. Like, you're, just, you're linking up with your friends, you're chilling, whatever. So then another one of our friends basically figured out this way, figured out this hack to... Uh, obtain like a guest access card to LSC library, okay, which is basically finessing like on the application form you put that I'm, I'm currently doing independent research and you put such a niche topic, <laughs> yeah, you put such a niche topic that it's going to spin whoever's reviewing it, you get me? So then as soon as we figured that out, we gain... <laughs> Bro, imagine, imagine you're finessing your way into a library, well that's what you had to do. <laughs> um, so then we all gained this guest access card, yeah. I think he told you what the new subject was. Remember, if you remember. Bro, I can't even. Bro, you know the ones that you're just putting <laughs> bare words. You're putting big words, perpetuity <laughs> and contingent and all, you know, all those words together, yeah. And you're just slapping a random country, and like the economics of this country dependent on. It. Bro, I can't even remember what we put. Um, but then yeah, with our iPhone, we took these pictures, and then every single day, bro, we would leave our class, link up in the courtyard at two p.m., hit LSE library, stay till like ten p.m catch Piccadilly land all the way back to back to west together um and then on that i remember like on those on those journeys home bro we would sit there sorry on the journeys there so jabro studied like math sciences whatever and my other boy studied like politics history like me and then he'd be like hey, bro what are you studying today and i'd be like oh yeah i'm doing like chapter 2.1 they get me and you're like yeah cool and then on the way back he's like hey, what like bro just as a person coming he's like bro what you complete that chapter it's like, nah, not even. I was like, he's like, bro, you need to pattern up still. <laughs> like that, one of those ones, innit? He's like, more than, he's just trying to violate you, but in your head, yeah, bro, you're going home, you're like, bro, like, I'd even, I like to, bro, I didn't complete the chapter in eight hours. Like, that should take me like two. Yeah, do you get me? Yeah, no, no, so then the, the thing was, yeah, was when, if I completed it, I'm asking you. <laughs> do you get me? I'm trying to flex on you now. So, yeah, we created this culture of like p pushing each other without us even knowing we're pushing each other. Um, so yeah, that, that, that brotherhood of like even outside of school, even till now, like, yeah, like even though we don't link up with each other as much as we do, because everyone's just busy trying to like, like basically develop their future, it's still one of those ones, isn't it? Like with some, where you drop your message, you be like, oh, bro, what's exam saying? 
And then like as a joke, he'd be like, oh no, I can't lie, I'm not even mash your work like that. And he's like, bro, like, he's like, what? Like, are you nuts? Like, they get me? It's like, he's basically just like pressuring you because he knows who you are. Like, they know me more than I know myself, essentially. Um, and when you're spending with someone that those many hours in those kind of high pressure environments, yeah, it, it creates a brotherhood that like you will never, ever forget. I want to unpack this like mentality of your of you being at William Morris as a first year student, and like, how do you select those friends, or how does that friendship come about? But also, having been in that environment myself, and like, how do you navigate that environment and sort of remain focused? Bro, I think it basically like this this the high school that I went to culture wise is identical to William Morris, like. I want to say like like um, 80, 70% of the people who went to William Morris also went to like Acton High. Um, so from that, from that angle, I think to answer that question, it's rooted in, not even in William Morris, it's in beginning in high school. Um, so I was like thankful enough that when I started high school, I had my older brother. And he's someone, I don't know, I don't know where he got it from, but he had that, he has a very, very similar mentality to me and he just maybe by luck, but somehow had friends as well who had a very similar mentality. Um, so I remember like just like walking through the corridors and bro, like it's not even my brother. Like if my older brother checks you and said, yo, what, what, what are you on? Like this, yeah? He's like, oh no, I'm going to kickball, whatever. He's like, are you saying like, you've been going to classes like that? It's like, if your older brother done that, like, that's understandable. Um, but then like, if, if, he, if his boys are doing that as well, like obviously I was like year seven, year eight, I'm like the younger um, and I'm, I'm walking through the corridor and then, he, and then I'm seeing them as well, like, be, like gain like university offers and go to these places and stuff like that and gain high grades. And then like, I'm, I'm chilling around them. And then it's just, I think it's just the, the having those role models and understanding that because he developed that friendship, I, not even just intentionally, but I kind of built that same environment because I felt like if I didn't have that environment, I'm not gonna go to where I wanna go. And bro, there were a lot of days where I had that very solitary thing where it's just like to get through the day, I'm walking past people chilling. I'm like, yeah, bro, you're not gonna go anywhere. Do you get me? I have to do my thing because I'm gonna get somewhere. Um, so yeah, I, that resonates with me a lot. And yeah, sometimes you're, you're like, sometimes I'm chilling in a library, um, and I can hear like people like, like banging music on the street, playing money up, having like a good time, having food and stuff like that. Um, but I think it was just that going back to my boys, it was just that we used to hit library together. Um, and then if you're chilling, you're kind of like, bro, what are you on? Like, you, wh wh look where we came from. Are you, do you, are you sure you want to stay in this situation? Um, and then like one of, one of my very close friends um, in the beginning of sixth form, he was doing that. He was bunking, like he started A-level maths. He was bunking A-level maths. He wasn't going to classes and like that. And bro, like when I think about it now, it was such a big thing to do. But we, like, we basically sat down and we said, bro, like you saying, you basically need to fix up. Like where, you, where you're heading towards now, you're not going to be happy with yourself. And then I think, yeah, just somehow like, just it's that culture of developing each other and just like it's, all, it's just a circle in it of pushing yourself i was gonna ask you like how do you like cultivate nourish like like invest in your friendships yeah but you're you're, you're giving examples like these kind of group interventions like yes <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't even know the intervention you didn't even know like <laughs> like they don't like it's not formalized nah. it? it's just very like when the moment you kind of know when the moment is to kind of yeah. step in and you step in. Yeah. But what in, in what other ways would you say you invest in your friendships and like your friends invest in their friendships with you? Um, 
think about that one. I think basically the where the in, where the investment comes from is one accountability and knowing like like we were saying before like what are you saying you didn't complete that chapter bro now it's going to go into tomorrow like with that accountability um we hold each other to it i think when if you like we could so easily been on a train home what put your headphones in listen to music yeah cool yeah in a bit and then he goes home but now we had those conversations intentionally or unintentionally we had those conversations um and i think i think the 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 other the other thing is just like caring about where the other person's going um, like for example, my boy Sammy, he's going into medicine. Um, like, I, bro, I have honestly, like, from what he, like, I have no clue about the medicine world. Do you get me? Um, but all I know is you need to be somewhere. You need, like, we're aspiring to go somewhere big in your in in medicine. Um, and if you're like this, bro, there's that. Like, everyone knows, and if you're not if you're not going to the library and you're not studying, you're not gonna get like it's one of those situations. Um, so I think that that caring and be like, bro, like. Uh, it all comes down to those conversations. Those c conversations were like very insightful, even if we didn't know it then. But even like they shape you. What's Sadadin? Tell me about a conversation you had with a friend, maybe during secondary school, sixth form, uni, whatever, that that you still remember to this day. That felt like one of those types of conversations. Um. I don't remember a conversation. I remember in a moment, my my good friend, like one of my, like my boy in, in Morris, yeah. So both of us did three years at Morris, and like there was a, there was a running joke at Morris, like no one does two years at Morris, everyone does three years, yeah. <laughs> and so, me and my boy, we did, we went through the same trajectory, yeah. <laughs> and then in third, in 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 second year, he did AS politics, and then he got a, he sat his exam. And then he, not only did he get his results, he got a letter from AQA, yeah? And then he showed me the letter, innit? And they were like, we want to use your paper as the mark, like, as the sample yeah. paper for, for, for students to use, like, to da 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 And, like, this, and obviously, from being, like, on the verge of getting, he's going to get sent back home after first year, because, like, bro, like, parents weren't having it and that, yeah? And I remember seeing him in the beginning of the second first year, which is our second year at Morris, yeah? And being so gassed, like, bro, you didn't get sent back home. You're still here. Let's do this, <laughs> innit? And then in the end of that, so for him, and he showed me the paper. And I remember exactly where it was. It was outside the library by the lockers. Mm. And he was like, bro, look, imagine, like, they sent me this thing, this this letter. And I just remember being like, bro. I just like, After that, I just called him Sample. Like, man, like, Sample, yeah? <laughs> I was like, bro, you're even mad. And, bro, he used to carry his, like, past papers in, like, um, I'm going to embarrass him, innit? But past papers in, like, a... Um, laminated a4 thing in it and bro i just remember they used to get thicker like throughout the year they just got thicker and thicker because used to hand them in and get them marked in it so i just remember seeing that and being like very like i remember taking that very seriously because when you i think there's a there's a thing about like mentioning acton high or morris or all of these things like you can kind of see a trajectory of of where you start and you start in a sort of a very similar position and and you kind of accelerate and i think what's unique about those spaces is and what can often be like romanticized about them and maybe dramatized in a negative, not negative way, in a, but in a very like reactive or unbalanced way is that like we did this just, it's just us. We just did it together innit? and mm -hmm. it is the narrative of like you're self-made, which is like, it can be problematic in it, but it's like that narrative of self-made. I think at that moment in time, you kind of need that narrative or like it can, it can at least act, act as like a motivation. And so seeing that, seeing him like make himself so to speak, in those two years, that's something that's, that sticks with me. And like to this day, I remember it. 
um, because it was, yeah, like you, I can kind of frame it as like that was just him. He just mashed work. Like those, he could have not done that, and it would, and I would never have said anything. But yeah, seeing that is mad. Um, but I do have to say though, on this topic of like, one of my apprehensions about it, yeah, in terms of even like friendships, is that sometimes I think the danger of that is that when we are so, when we recognize output so much, there can be a danger of like a burden of continuing to have great output or else like the nature of your relationship may not be the same if that makes sense which is good in a sense like it can be a good pressure but it can also be a negative pressure because like let's say for example like god forbid one of your friends doesn't do well yeah they might think like not only i haven't done well but oh my lad thinks i'm a wavy guy like he think like our relationship's built on success not built on success that's a bit mm. crude but it's like i've let him down kind of thing in it which can be good but i don't know what do you lot think about that um I feel like bro from from like first hand first hand experience basically like going through going through William Morris I just found that the, in that friendship group as well like we were all doing well do you get me but then there were certain there were certain situations where I felt like the dynamic changed where basically I felt very similar very similar to you was like just like all all, all my guys they not, not bro not even they in their head, they knew I was going to do well. They knew I was going to go to somewhere. They knew I was going to get the highest grades. And then when I didn't, when everyone has their off days, when I would sit down a mock paper um, and I, would, I wouldn't get the, the grade that I wanted, I felt that. I was like, bro, like, I felt exactly what you say. Like, I would sit there and be like, yeah, but look, they're all thinking, like, well, imagine what they're thinking in their head. They're, they're, now, they're think, they're, in my head, I was thinking, oh, they're questioning it now. Mm. Like, in, in, I had this figure in front of them, which was like, oh, yeah, like, he finds it so easy, boom, boom, boom. And then now that they're like, oh yeah, like who do you get me? I felt that. But obviously, like now that we're older, we have those conversations, in their head they were like, now nah, we need to push him, we need to help him. That but obviously, like exactly like you said, we had uh, you have those self reflective moments where you're just thinking, Yeah, like they they hold you to a higher standard and sometimes that becomes mm-hmm. negative pressure. Mm-hmm. Go, going back to the conversation thing, I think there's one thing that just sprung into my mind now. This this conversation was a big conversation, um, which was with my older brother. Um, and I was saying before we just started uh, recording, yeah, like, bro, without him, yeah, I'm I'm nowhere. Do you get me? Like, I can I wholeheartedly can say without him, I'll be not like everything I've achieved goes down to him as well, um, because the advice that he's given me is advice that I don't think I'll get anywhere else. Um, yeah, like even bro, the smallest decisions day to day, what are you studying, what are you doing, is been to him, and then. So basically what I done was I started at SOAS, started first year law. Um, and then I remember taking the decision, which was, so basically I was abroad, my brother was in, in London. Um, and I was like to him, you know what, like this uni, I'm not happy with it. Do you get me? I want to leave. And in my head, I thought this guy's going to be like, in, in my head, I think, yeah, this guy's thinking, yeah, you're like, you're flopping it. Like whatever, do what you want. Th- those kind of, those kind of conversations. And I remember him just like being very being advising, like, okay, listen, if you want to do that, do boom, 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 do this, do, do, do this. And like, I think at the time, what he was final year, like he was in the deep of final year, but he's still going revisions through personal statement of me and stuff. Anyways, um, so at, at this point, I had like f- basically finished with SOAS. I was figuring out where to go now. So I, technically, I'm on my gap year now. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and then now he had just started his master's at UCL. So he was like, and I, I knew that I had to set the LNAT, the admissions exam. So I was going with him every single day to the library and we were leaving like late. We were going to Royal Holloway because it's uh, drive away. 
And I remember one time we were leaving the library, it was a good like 4, 4 a.m., 4, 5 a.m. We're walking to the car like, bro, there's no lights, everything like that, yeah? And I looked at him and I was like, Tim H, like, bro, I'm in the mud. Do you get me? Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't like, I think I before, literally before we had left the library, like 5 a.m., I had sat a mock exam for the owner and I basically flopped. Mm. And I was like, bro, I was basically close to tears. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and then he gave me this analogy. He was like, you basically, when, because obviously he's watched my academic journey and my journey through, like from with experience. And I remember him saying to me, like, I've watched you basically not be not be born, but basically be placed on top of a mountain, which was like the mountain is like academia, which is up until this point, you found GCSEs, you found ALO, you found it easy. You found you did have to work, yes, but it came naturally to you. Um, and then now at this current point, bro, you've slid down the mountain, you're at the bottom now. So now you have to get to the top and no one else is going to be able to get to the top for you. You're going to get you like you're going to have to do it. And on that journey up the mountain, you're going to learn a lot. Like you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn. Do you really want to do this? I don't even think he, he even remembers this conversation, but I remember it a lot. And even till now, bro, on a day to day basis, I remember that mountain. I'm like, I'm I, I, like in my head, I never want to be at the top because as soon as I get to the top, I'm at a point of being comfortable and it's so easy to slide down. Do you get me? So now every single day I'm like I'm at the bottom. Like I say to myself, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. I need to work to get to the top. And I think that was a conversation that yeah, that one spun me. And I'm on the ride drive home, silence. Do you get me? Like he's having a conversation with you. I'm replying back to him, but in my head I'm thinking, okay, now I need to get get there. Um, and in my head, the top of the mountain was getting into Kings. Now I'm there. I'm like, okay, now I'm at a different mountain. And I realize it's it's life, isn't it? You're up down, up down, up down, up down. And I think those, that conversation was one that just yeah, it was a crazy conversation. Yeah, hold that H on that one. Is yeah, but um, I think how it happened basically was he. So he went to Acton High School, went to Acton Sixth Form as well, and basically he was the first year to be in the Sixth Form. Okay, um, I think he like all like everyone was going. Obviously, they incentivized him first year. Blah, blah blah. He had good teachers, whatever. He went there, and yeah, they finished him, bro. Like he did, like they basically gave him no support, whatever. He had to do everything like that. So he didn't leave Sixth Form with the with the um, highest of grades. So in his head, how that's where he learned. He's like, okay, now I'm at the now I'm at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. Then he went and done. Um, then he went to university, and even while he was, I, I remember, bro, he says this on a daily basis. So he done his undergrad at Queen Mary, and he was like, I was sitting in a lecture theatre, um, with one brother sitting next to me with A star, A star, A and A level. Yeah, and he's finding it easy, and he's going for like he's living, he's chilling basically. I'm like. I have to work harder than him, basically, to prove to myself that I need to be there. Do you get me? So that's him climbing the mountain. And then, and then he went and done his master's and stuff like that. And then now in his head, he's, cli he's still climbing the mountain. So I think even with him, he still has that, which is like you'll never get to the top of the mountain because you, you, that's it. Like you, that's, that's the grind you want to do. That's what you're happy with. That's what you, you want to do. So you keep climbing that. So even through his journey, that's how he learned it. And then I was in a very similar situation to him. So he taught me that. So I think it was, yeah, it was a conversation that was just, spun me basically mm. tell us more about your relationship with your brother um so yeah we were just talk we were talking about this before so i think me and h um because he so he was like in he's five years older than me in like school terms so when i was in year seven he was in year 11 when i was like when he was doing a levels i was i was in like year nine um so he 
he taught me a lot through that perspective of just because he's very like academic driven as well and he knows exactly what he want, wants to do he taught me a lot in in that kind of sense which is basically like but even small even 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 small stuff i remember being in year nine and um i was like to, i was like to him yo h i want to do spanish gcse and then he was at, and then he was acting me okay you want to do spanish gcse yeah calm but you're gonna have to work you're gonna have to work do you get me like it's not something that's gonna come easy and then he was acting and then he was acting me um yeah, I remember having that conversation, and I, I remember getting to year 10, finished year 10, I'm like, hey, it's just not easy, bro, <laughs> it's not easy. And he was like to me, yeah, cool, cool, listen, you can sit here and complain, like, you can sit here and think back about the last year, but either you're going to work, and you're going to do good, or you're, you're, you know, you're not going to work, and you're not going to do good, that's, that's the two options. So, and from, like, that academic sense, he's always, get, bro, he's give, every single day he gives me advice, even till now, even with career stuff, like, I don't think a day goes by where, I'd, like, I don't message him. I say, "Yo, like, what do you think of this, blah blah, blah like this application, this that." Um, so from that sense, and then from the personal sense, like, bro, we, me and like, so me and H grew up in, an, well, obviously, we grew up in South Acton. Um, we grew up in an environment that was not easy. The was, trenches. Yeah, the trenches. It was not easy. It was not easy. Um, I, I don't, he doesn't really talk about it a lot um, because I don't. I, maybe he's just passed it, but now. I'm in that stage where I'm reflecting because I like, I was basically born and raised there. Um, so, bro, I remember like, uh, this is the first time I'm going to say it and he's probably going to listen to this, isn't it? But I remember, bro, like he used to leave school earlier like because he, he has to walk to school and I, I was driving with my mum anyway. So he used to leave earlier and I remember, bro, looking up because we used to live on the top of our block. I used to look at the top of the block through like the small window and I used to see him bust a corner into an alley. And I swear, bro, I used to every single day pray that he gets there safe. Yeah, and comes back. Do you get me? And now when I think about that, like that was something very, very normal to me. But now I think about it, why? Why does that have to be? Bro, like he's going to school to learn, but then I'm praying that he like, he gets back home safe. And um, yeah, we grew up, yeah, it was uh, from the personal sense, he, he taught me, like we were saying, going back to the friendships thing, bro, we would be walking and he would give me that advice. He'd be like, yo, listen, like, you know my man that you're chilling with and you're kicking ball with, blah, 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 like, bro, he's not going to do well. For, like, do you get me? He's not going to do good for you. And when you're a kid, like from an authority, I'm like, bro, H, what do you know, innit? Like, that's my guy. That, bro. And then, bro, like a year, six months will pass. Like, bro, like, he was right. Obviously, these are not telling him he's right, but he's right. And even till now, like from a, from a, from the personal aspect, he, that's, that's the advice that he's given. So from both sides, yeah, like going back to it, I don't think I'll be anywhere, anywhere, anywhere without him. Mm. Do you see yourself as a teacher? Um, what what stage though? When, when, when you, you mean, mean stage? like what like primary, high school, uh, uni? Like what kind of stage? You tell me, like where where can you see yourself? I don't think I can do primary. I'll be honest. I don't think I can do primary. Um, but if you're giving me like year ten plus, like year ten above. Actually, no, you know what, even year seven above, year seven above, like even from there to university, yeah, I don't mind that. Um, I, think I, I think I'll be able to do it just because, I, like, even just having those conversations. Like, bro, how many times have you had a conversation with a teacher, like we just say now, that they never take it seriously? Like, I'm be, I've been sat in so many classes, like, I'll have this conversation or have this idea or have this, like, a, a criticism of something, and they just never, never take it seriously. And that used to frustrate me so much. It's like you're giving me this, like you're. I remember, bro. Even stuff in, even stuff in science, yeah. Like they'll give me this theory or whatever, and I'd be like, okay, but what if? 
Yeah, I remember my teacher used to hate when I start a sentence with what if. I'm like, what if this? And he's like, oh yeah, that's complex. So that's, I can't, I don't have time to explain it. Or no, that's, that's immaterial. I'm like, come on, just <laughs> like, DM me, give me something, bro. Like, because, because it gets to a point, it gets to a point where like, it gets to a point where even like, it got to a point where I was in class and I'll have that question. I'm like, oh, that's such a sick question. I'm like, oh, forget it, innit? I forget it. Yeah, you hold it. You, you, you <laughs> like forget. You like forget. I'll Google it after whatever. Yeah. That's a small death. Yeah, do you get me? Like, like forget it. Like you know, even even oh, there's there's gonna be so many people that like that watch this and they're gonna be like me, yeah, even in university till now, I do it to this day, but I've done it today, which is <laughs> the teacher asks a question, I mumble the answer but don't put my hand up. Mm. Okay? I don't put my hand up. And so many people, bro, they get, like my friends get angry. Like, why are you not answering the question if you know it? Do you get me? Like they, they frustrates them more than it frustrates me. And I think now looking back on it, it comes from that. It comes from this idea of if I know it's the correct answer, if I know whatever, I'll figure that out by myself. Do you get me? Because not even a fear, if just like, if I put my hand up, you're, you're going to brush it or you're going to do whatever in it. So I think that even, even when they're asking a question, I'm limiting myself from answering it or engaging that, in that discussion just from those kind of, kind of basics. And, and sometimes like, people ask me, why do you do it? And I give them a very like blase answer, which is like, oh, if I if I know it's right, it's right, and it like if if someone asks you a question, I don't need that, and I say I don't need their confirmation. Mm. But why have that attitude? Because that if I put my hand up and I answered it, that could spark that. Okay, he'd be like, okay, that's correct. But then that could spark a discussion into a conversation that mm. I didn't know. Do you get mm. me? So I'm limiting myself before they can limit them. What do you think about that, Suleiman? Like part, putting your hand up in class and saying an answer out loud because that's a level of participation that i don't know unless you're prepared for it can be quite daunting that like, i feel like there's a spotlight on you i think it a person's com confidence or like willingness to do that is dependent on multiple factors mm. but uh, forgetting themselves let's just remove them out of the picture it depends on the type of students in that classroom and their attitude towards participation. If yeah. you, if you, because I've been in different classrooms, yeah, recently as well. So if, if I'm in a classroom where people are on it, like, you know, like people, people are putting their hands up and they, they, they view it as a competition in a way, like, and it's not even just about answering the question, it's about sounding, the smart, sounding smart yeah. whilst you're answering the question. That's, that's very off putting. Yeah. For so you? I mean, for me, for me, okay. that's very off putting. Yeah. It's like, are you, it depends. It, it depends. It can be off-putting. Mm. It can be off-putting, but I don't know if it's inherently off-putting because maybe that's just the way they communicate. Do you know what I mean? So I'm mm. trying to be charitable as well. Um, so other than other than the participation of the people that are in the classroom, it depends on the teacher as well and like whether you vibe with them, whether you just what your relationship is like is like with them. Mm. Um, but and then finally, I guess it depends on your competency on on that particular topic as well. Um, but generally, I tend to participate because. Through university, I can't like, I feel like Saddin's been a big influence, man, because I remember the one time he was that to me, yeah. If I don't put my hand up in like an event, yeah, or I don't ask a question or I don't participate, sometimes I feel like I was never there in it. Do you know what I mean? And that's something he mentioned to me that's that stuck to me, stuck mm -hmm. with me to this day. And especially at like events where a speaker has come and you're you're not likely to speak to them again, I do I do definitely agree with that mentality, man, because you've got one shot and they have knowledge that you want to acquire so you might as well just ask the question on your mind and not, not live with any regrets 
Um, but yeah, mm. what, what do you think about participation? Spe- speaking about like Milad's example, I think I resonate with it a lot because I feel like my experiences in school were somewhat similar in that you kind of impose on yourself limitations that they they don't necessarily exist from without. You kind of have to conjure them up from within, but also based on experiences. But also, I feel like the main thing is, at least in my experience, it's almost like a it's like a defense mechanism because the moment you kind of expressly say your thoughts they're no longer yours anymore they're up for interpretation or someone else can kind of create their own narratives about what you said and i think when you hold on to them in your mind like you said it's like you say to them that i don't care anyway or or, i'll google this later or whatever like whatever you say to yourself can be far more comforting and like you own the narrative of your opinion um so it, it kind of is a very vulnerable thing to do in a sense to kind of just express your opinion especially I don't know, and it, I feel like the lecture, a lecture hall, I don't know, maybe it's a seminar room in your example, but I feel like if it was in a lecture hall, it's far more, you're far more vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> you can't even see, like, you're yeah, just in the yeah. middle, especially if, like, you're, in, you're, if you're, yeah, if you're in the back, it's bad. If you're in the front, everyone's looking at the back of your head. Yeah. If you're in the middle, everyone can just see you from every <laughs> angle. Like, so it's a very vulnerable thing to kind of do. And in a sense, it either takes confidence or, like, what's the word? Like, you just don't care. Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. are both kind of can be, can yeah. be quite... Oh, it's a safe space. Oh, it's a safe space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a safe space. Yeah. But um, I think, like, I think one of the things about, we spoke about, like, going to those school schools, like, you mentioned Acton High, William Morris, all of these things, like, you you formulate a lot of defense mechanisms, but you don't, you don't know them to be defense mechanisms, yeah. but you just have to formulate them to be what society might describe as resilient. But you just have to, f- they just have to exist. Mm. Otherwise, you don't end up where, where you are or, or where, so mm. wherever, do you know what I mean? Did you do Town Hall? Hammersmith Town Hall? Yeah. Bro, that yeah. was the, that was the sickest place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Ha- yeah, Hammers, yeah. Bro, I can't lie, you unlocked the memory with that one. <laughs> I completely, f- yeah, and basically. Do you remember that walk from Morris yeah, Townsend yeah, Town yeah, Hall, yeah, bro? Yeah. Oh, that walk, that walk, that walk, bro, you're walking there silent, yeah? <laughs> And either if if you bang the exam, <laughs> you and your boys, you're talking or it's silent as well. <laughs> on the way yeah. Back as yeah, on the way back, it's silent. Bruh. Now, but I remember one thing that one thing that used to annoy me bare, yeah, was basically before you used to enter the town hall, there was always like, like that waiting, innit? Like oh you yeah. get it. And bro, I used to hate the people who like, they'll come up to me and be like, oh yeah, yeah yo, bro, if this question comes up, you yeah. need to do, I'm like, bro, chill, innit? Like, yeah, they get me, just don't chat to me, even till now, like don't speak to me for exams. <laughs> if I get it wrong, I get it wrong, innit? <laughs> But don't give me your advice now, because <laughs> yeah. Where were you? Yeah, where were you? Where were you a week ago? You hear me? When I'm when I'm trying to learn it. Now you're telling me 15 minutes before. Yeah, don't chat to me anymore. That's it. And if that question comes up on the exam, yeah, bro, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> yeah, don't chat to me after either. Would you say there's been a moment in your life that you that is? that you view as particularly transform that's transformational like it was has there been a moment or an experience kind of growing up that you feel like looking back was very transformational for you um i think i i, I want I, I can't decide between two so i want to go with these two yeah which was the f- i feel like the first the first time was when i had a had an internship at clifford chance yeah an internship at clifford chance it was like four days okay and um, it was the first, like when I, because before that, when I was 16, I had the Mishkondorea thing, which was just a day. But in those ones, it's just like they give you a quick tour, they speak about law, and then that's it. You, you, but this was like a week, and I was like, I think I was 17, or I think, yeah, I think 17 at the time. I, I, I walked in there, 
and yeah, not like no one looked like me. Do you get me? No one looked like me. There was only a couple. And even when you speak, uh, I remember there was one guy, he was from Gunsbury. I was like, yeah, you know what? I can chat to you, innit? You're local, you're local. And it was like, but even then, I, I did, I, it wasn't really like how I was with my guys. Do you get me? Anyways, then I remember, I remember what, I must have come out of one, I must have come out of one talk, yeah? I said, well, I'm just trying to bounce from here. And I messaged in the group and I said, nee, man, who's active? Do you get me? I'm trying to leave. Anyways, I'm trying to think about any excuse to just, I didn't feel comfortable, bro. And I feel like this comes with imposter syndrome that I think we need to talk about. Um, but yeah, I remember coming out of there and then I met this lawyer, yeah, his name was Zane. And even, and yeah, I was 17 at the time. And then he was like, yeah, I'm from East London. I studied at Queen Mary, this like that, like I'm a, I'm a trainee solicitor. And then we're just talking, bro. And I finally felt like there was someone who made it from my kind of environment and was actually doing, like, was doing what I wanted to do. Do you get me? And there were, he was giving me advice, which was like, which is advice that I wanted to hear, which is like certain stuff, which is just like, bro, if, if you're speaking to someone and they went to a private school and they got in, in their first go, don't relate to them. Do you get me? Don't relate to them. Because I remember the sentence he told me, which was every single person's on their own path. Do you get me? And he was saying like, there's lawyers who became senior partners and who became like some of basically the geniuses of corporate law. And it took them four times to get into Clifford Chance. Then there's other people who got in on their first go for a training contract and then they're no longer here after six months because they, they just couldn't hack it or they just they, they, they weren't good enough. Do you get me? So then when I was speaking to people like that, I was like, yeah, this is actually like someone who was like, oh yeah, I grew up in like a, a one a one bedroom flat on an estate and I uh, didn't go to a private school, whatever. I went to state schools and this. And I was like, from that moment, I was like, okay. It clicked into my head was just like, I can actually make it here. I can I can genuinely do it. And even till now, bro, like I'm applying to Clifford Chance and whatever, and I'm still having regular phone calls with him. Like he doesn't have to do that. And he's still like, he's chasing me up and saying, yo, we saying like, how's it going? What are you applying to? What do you want to do? And he's still giving me advice. He, I'm like to him, I listen, I'm thinking about this fam. He's like, nah, forget about that. Because speak to this, this, this person, you're not going to feel comfortable with whatever. Um, like he's still giving me that advice. And it's been like, what, five years now? Um, which, is, which is sick. And I think, I think uh, a, second, a second one was just when I was in... Um, when I was in Acton High, and yeah, I completely forgot about this memory. Was basically I was in um, I was I had I had left I had le I had left school, and I think I was going home. Yeah, oh no, sorry, this is this is the okay. Yeah, so basically, it was I was it was my first day of year seven, my first day of year seven. Yeah, and this was the one where my older brother was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna on the way home." He's like, I'm going to basically show you the different routes you can take like through the estate, like the safe routes. Do you get me? Um, the safe routes. And basically, I remember he was kind of, um, he was taking me through this route, yeah? Um, and he was just like, yo, listen, basically, if you cut through this, like, this com communal garden, you can just cut through straight this block, whatever, you'll get home quick, it. Like, if you're leaving late or whatever, you need to get home quick, this is the route to take. Anyways, must have turned one corner, yeah? And yeah, there was just like, there was some, uh, some illegal activities going on in it. There was a lot of people just like huddling about and whatever. Like you could tell in it, like it was just something was, something was going on. And then all you see is just like, everyone looks towards me and my brother in it. And then my brother just like, he just looks at me yeah, and I just see that look on him. Like for the first time, like my first day of year seven in it. And he just like, just cut bro. Just, just like run basically out of the situation in it. So I remember me and him, we just cut. We just left. We ran. We got to our block. Um, and I looked at him, yeah, and I remember I didn't say anything because I didn't want, because I remember this time we were in the house, and basically I didn't want to say anything for them to, for like, for them to feel bad, to be like, like, do you get me, to be in a situation that we're in, whatever, um, 
And then I remember, like, I, I bring it up to him, like, often. And even till now, we're just kind of like, yeah, that was a crazy situation. And then that's the day that I remember. It was, year, like, the same, the first day of year seven. I got home that day. And I'm just like, yeah, this is not an environment that I need to be in. Do you get me? Like, there's a lot of people who take comfort in that environment. And there's a lot of people who just, want, like, have, not, I don't want to say fun, but just, yeah, they feel comfort in that environment. Um, and then that was the day I was like, yeah, listen, I need to do whatever I can to, to hop out of this place, innit? And like, and I could see that it was the first time I was like, I could see that if, if I carry on in this place, where I'm going to end up is not where I want to end up. Do you get me? So I think those two situations have been very, very pivotal moments. Um, and that's not to say that like where I grew up isn't, I, I still feel some form of comfort there because it, it did make me who I am with my family, my brother and stuff like that. But still, there's a lot of people who, who, who seek refuge and it just, it just doesn't work out for them. Do you remember... What was going through your mind when you were running? When I was running, uh, I just wanted to be close to H. I'll be honest. I just wanted to be close to him because he was the form of like, he was the form of protection that I, I just I had in it. Because there was like, there's a lot of people who, on like the estate, like their cousin would be down that block or their old. Do you get me? That older brother got a flat down on another side of the block, whatever. No, it was just or the other family we had was just like in like half an hour drive, whatever. So it was just me and H, and whatever we went through is what we went through, do you get me? Um, so uh, yeah, I, at that point, I was like, um, I, I remember running, I'm saying like, H, sort this one out, do you get me? Like, whatever you do, however you, like you sort this one out. Um, and there was another, there was another situation I remember, which is basically me and him, same, because basically my mom had this rule, yeah, which was, we leave school with him, do you get me? Like when you walk there, it's cool, whatever, but like, like if if you want to walk there it's morning whatever but then you know when it's winter 4 30 p.m you're cutting through the estate by yourself now you're walking with h so i remember him he would have like conversation with his teachers after school about past papers whatever so i'd have to wait for him and it was one time we were cutting like we were walking through the estate and then he's like yo i'm gonna grab like whatever like a drink or from the shop anyways he's like do you want anything i'm like nah i'm standing outside the shop yeah and then all i see is this whip pull up okay it pulls up blacked out whip and it's flashing, it's beeping, whatever. I'm looking around, bro. There's no one there. It's me and this whip, innit? I want to say it's a good, like, 15 meters away because there's, like, a, like a long strip of pavement. Um, and it's like, bro, it's honking, it's beeping, whatever. So I remember, I think, I think these, I can't remember exactly. I was probably, like, year eight or year nine. So what, you're, like, 12, 13? Mm. I remember I opened the door of the shop, yeah? And I'm, sh I'm, like, I'm calling for H. I'm like, H, come quick, come quick, yeah? So I don't know, like, he was already had paid whatever. He's walking out. He looks at the situation, and in his head, he obviously has more experience than me. He went through more. He looks at he looks at me, yeah, and then in Arabic, yeah, he's like basically says like three, two, one, cut in it, like in whatever. So I remember three, two, one, bro. We cut. We got. We like. We know the way we're leaving. Similar situation. Then all I hear, bro, I remember hearing the wheel spin of the car. I remember that. Yeah, I'll never forget that sound. So basically, this is why when I come when because I'm like 12, 13, he's like what 16. He has experience. So he's now, we're running through an area where there's bollock, like it's only pedestrians. Anyways, the car's behind, it sees that, yeah? And then I remember just like, you know, just sometimes God just sends you this, this, this. I remember it was my mom's very close friend was there. So we both ran up to her, yeah? And we both hugged her. I think as soon as they saw that, they slapped the car. Bro, I remember, you know, when you hear the car go into reverse, I heard it and boom, the car was gone in it. And to this day, like me and H, we took like, Sometimes we, we comes up and we're like, to this day, we don't know who it was, what was going to happen, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was those kind of stuff. You just, it teaches you a lot. Mm. What, what would you like your relationship with South Acton Estate to be like in the future? Like moving forward, 
like you growing up, you living your life, what do you want your relationship to that estate to be? Um, to be honest with you, bro, the estate no longer exists. Mm. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've gone past it now, but if you like how I remember it, it's not like how it is now, bro. I'm walking through, I'm seeing people like walk their dogs, go for jogs in the morning. I'm seeing nice cars. I'm seeing like it's it's no longer how it is. But there's still a lot of people because um, there was a ta basically when we moved out of South Acton, they basically demolished all the blocks. So they were, the offer was either you move to like a refurbished block or you move somewhere different. Do you get me? Um, so there's still a lot of people who are in that environment. So I think kind of my relationship going with South Acton is still that I feel like the 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 issue now has trans is changed, which is that that kind of untapped potential, untapped talent that we're talking about has now gone even deeper than where it was. Because now if you look at South Acton, or like if whoever looks at South Acton, you can be like, oh, what, it's a nice area, whatever. They don't know that there's this, like, this under-level exists of untapped potential, untapped talent. Um, and literally with the passing of Jamal Edwards recently, he was a very, very influential figure in South Acton. Um, like the youth center that was on the road was basically funded by him. Um, so I feel like we need to get to that place again where we create those like those sporting hubs, academic hubs, creative hubs within those kind of situations to uh, um, like kind of environments to, to bring that kind of untapped talent. So right now, like my long-term long goal is to create that, is to create that kind of, that whatever future generations grow up in, not even just in South Acton, in like inner city London, is to, to have those kind of infrastructures and have those places to go and like, for someone to be like, okay, like, I, Bro, my dream is, yeah, my dream is for a kid to walk into one of these areas, one of these buildings, speak to a person and say, yo, this is my idea, X, Y, Z. And if they have that idea, which is a sentence, which is just a very, very small seed in the head, for the person that should be like, oh, you know what, that's sick. Okay, boom, this is what we need to do. Do you get me? And that person, that idea, it grows with them. Do you get me? And I don't know about you lot, but I don't think there's anywhere in inner city London where, like, you, you cannot walk into a, a big corporate firm like firm right now and be like yo i have this idea and, and i don't even think you'll pass the receptionist do you get me like there's not even that opportunity now going um back to talk about imposter syndrome so we're gonna say like i feel like it's it's something that needs to be talked about a lot yeah um oh where to start <laughs> where to start it's a big thing it's a very very big thing um why is it important to you before you before you like yeah because Imposter syndrome is something that, bro, it limits potential. It limits, it limits, like, create, not even create, like, just it limits any form of, like, potential outlet. Or it's the smaller stuff, like, opportunity to speak, opportunity to run with ideas. So even, like, bro, even till now, I kind of experience it where, like, last uh, summer, I was, like, when I'm on a vacation scheme, um, when they're speaking to me, they're like, oh, yeah, what do you think about this? And then in, my, in the back of my head, I'm like, I can't really say anything because they get me like, who, who, not even who am I like who like, yeah basically who am I like I, this is not somewhere that I'm meant to be or this is not somewhere I feel comfortable with so why am I gonna talk about my ideas whatever, um, so I feel like it's something that limits like my potential limits my ability to to speak, um, and there was there was a partner one of the firms who who it was very like down to earth and ve really cared like I remember one time he dragged me into a partnership meeting. And bro, you have like managing partners, senior partners, whatever, like in this in the Zoom, and I'm sitting there thinking, bro, like, where, like, where am I? Like, this is this doesn't make sense. So in my head, before the meeting has even started, 
he's he like I, i've limited myself like mm. they're asking questions i'm like okay i'm not going to speak because mm. this, this is not for me whatever and i remember he he saw that he dragged me out like he was like yo said, what do you think of xyz and basically with this firm i'm part of like a diversity fellowship so the partnership meeting was about increasing diversity within the firm so he was like he he someone said a point he's like oh what do you think i was like oh yeah i agree do you get me and these times i did not agree do you get me <laughs> so he was, these times i did not agree but just because i want to like just because uh, in my head i'm thinking it's not somewhere i'm supposed to be whatever mm. i'm just trying to please them they get me you know what i'm trying to say so then he, so then he looked at me i said i remember he dropped me a message on teams with with like four question marks yeah i'm thinking okay now i have to speak in it because now he knows Bastard, are you sure yeah so, <laughs> so then i was like so then so then after like he waited for someone else to say something so he dragged me again he said oh yeah what do you think so i was like okay cool whatever like now i have to speak and then like I was, I was so passionate about like increasing diversity and whatever that I was like talking about it. Then I just went on like all these tangents and stuff like that. Then at the end of it, I like, I was like, okay, thank you. I put myself on mute. I figured, I, then I put, no, I turned off my camera. I was like, oh my <laughs> dear. You know the ones there? I, was, I turned off the camera, yeah? <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, these men are not bringing me back. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's it, it's done for me, it's wraps, do you get me, like, that's it, it's fun. That's it, peace. Yeah, peace. Yeah, then anyways, bro, then I got like, then I got like, like the email started to flow, oh yeah, thank you so much, we want to bring you into this opportunity, we want to discuss this, 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 do you get me? So then I feel like that's, when I, when I was on the other side of it, like, I don't know where my mind took me in it, I just zoned out and started speaking. <laughs> so then they were like, so then I was like, okay, yeah, like, I am, I am limiting myself, and like, like we were saying before, when I was like, Actually, uh, for chance, there was there was bro. I f- like I genuinely when I f- on my first day, I felt very very uncomfortable. I felt like, I've, like it's just yeah, it just f- felt very uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. um, even bro, like w- when I think of imposter syndrome, I st- I think straight to work, actually, like internships mm-hmm. and whatever. But even now in university, so like I want to say two weeks ago, basically I was like accepted onto this like um, global leadership award with the university. So they took us to this um like to this like mansion in Windsor. Okay, and we basically spent like three days listening to talks from like influential global leaders and like president of the university and uh, like leader of like this like one of the leaders of like the South African like apartheid cam- uh, mm. anti-apartheid campaign and everything like that. And then I remember um, like just having a conversation, yeah. And this is one thing that now it it not frustrates me, but I was speaking to them and they kept on talking about model United Nations, the students. Okay, mm. I don't know, yeah. Every, bro, I've met so many international students who've gone to private schools that will talk about MUN, 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 and they all ask me, oh yeah, what, what, what did you do in MUN? I'm like, bro, what do you, what do you mean? We did not have that in, like, in William Morris, we did not have that in acting. And bro, every single person is talking about this, yeah? Oh yeah, I'm security counsel for this, but I'm, think, I'm like, rah! I'm thinking, where, like, where was I? Do you get me? Like, why did I not have that opportunity? So like, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm here in this conversation, and I'm speaking to like two other one like I think like PPE and one like law, and bro, the first conversation he talked about was MUN, yeah, and then that's it for the rest of the conversation. I felt that's it, like you lot have your thing. I said I'm done, and even though now now they're talking about stuff that I can relate to, that's it, like you you lot have experienced different stuff in it. Even though yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like you can have a, with students, bro. Like sometimes you spark conversations that just are like, have very insightful conversations with other students. But that's it. As soon as uh, I felt that I wasn't, I didn't relate, and I felt literally like an imposter where I was, that kind of situation. And then the other thing of of imposter syndrome, which is like you, 
you're not even like for me I f- even to this day but i feel like sometimes when i'm in these in opportunities like i made it by accident mm. do you get me like i made it by fluke i made it somehow like i still can't believe like i'm there that was and then i remember uh, like that kind of situation and i remember one time reading this article and about diversity quotas diversity quotas and i remember sitting and sit, i can't even remember what like what law firm it was and i'm like even to this day i'm like am i only here because I fit that diversity quota. Like, is that the only reason I'm here? Am I like, do you get me? Uh, is that the only reason why I'm here? As like a Muslim Arab, is that the only, and then now you're questioning your like ability, do you get me? And then when, like when you've, when you've just by, by yourself, you've limited your ability, you've questioned your ability and you're not even engaging with your ability, bro, it's, it's raps for you, do you get me? Like, that's it, like, but why, like, it's, 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 it's a difficult thing. What do you think about that, Salima? I mean, what comes to mind is all of those, all of my experiences and like of stay, staying quiet because I didn't feel comfortable or confident enough to speak up. Like, there's been a few times I'm surrounded by, like, when I was at university, I was um, like undergrad rep for like my course. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it was cool and like, but I didn't because I was only first year. I don't know what was going through my head to even apply for it. Because, like, in retrospect, I should have done that later on, innit? Because first year, you don't even know what's going on in yeah. But man came in trying to make Nando's halal. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro! Like, the struggle continues, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought it was Che Guevara time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I d- to, the truth is, I didn't speak up as much as I should have in those meetings, innit? Like, there were times where, like, I had an idea, but I just didn't voice it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just didn't voice it. And what your story makes me appreciate is how... That partner gave you the, that yeah, you, yeah. Do you know I mean that your partner, that partner gave you the free free board twice. Do you know what I mean? Twice. Do you know what I mean? Twice. And it needs people need to do that. And like whenever we're in positions of influence, we need to give people the free board twice, yeah. if not more. Do you know what I mean? Because the first time, I don't even expect you to use it because I know what it's like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I just hope to be someone like that guy, man. Mm. So like one final question, just to wrap up the convo. Milad, how, how do you define success? Like, what's, what would you say is a successful life? Like, looking forward, like, we're going we're gonna to watch this episode together in a couple of years. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm interested to see how that answer changes over time as well, as it naturally would. But, like, how do you currently define success? Oh, that's, I've told it, because, yeah, that's a difficult one. Um, I think, I think defining defining success for me because i don't want to i don't want to be like oh yeah like i don't want to make it like as a managing partner still like that's something still I, I hold very valuable like in the corporate law space i think what i want to do within that space is to make it easier for other people to get there for for other people to to like because you 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 speak to people who went to the private schools and went to the international schools and stuff like that and it's just it's it's going back to the linear thing it's very linear for them it's very kind of yeah, I'm gonna very chronological. I know I'm gonna get there. Whatever, I have these opportunities lined up. So I, I want, I want the same thing for people who come from different, come from environments like us, which is basically to to have that not comfort, but to have that knowledge that okay, if I work hard, if I know what I want to do, if I have the passion, if I'm driven, if do you get me, I can make it there. Do you get me? Um, how that comes about, I have no clue because law is a very very traditional industry. It's very difficult to kind of change ideas and change values because 
yeah the, the, the people at the top of the corporate law they don't they don't they don't like they don't like to move they don't like they don't like to um create these kind of um create space basically because i'm not sure why um but yeah it's like that and i feel like um yeah i feel like defining success is that because if you ask me that's a few years ago like yeah but managing partner i've done whatever it is what it is i'm trying to make it to the top by myself but no now it's kind of i want to like if i'm make it that i want to look back and be like okay boom you came from that environment you came from that environment like yeah we're starting to we're starting to kind of level level the playing field um and whether that's kind of creating opportunities from the bottom that kind of rise through the ranks or changing it from the top i have no clue but i'm gonna have to wait and see Appreciate your honesty and your time today, bro. Yeah, love, for love for coming love through. Love for coming through. Love for the conversation. William Morris link up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love. Yeah, it was a